0: You're listening to
1: American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers.
0: Oh,
2: yeah! Welcome back to the show. This is American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and in the ring with him is myself, Jesse, and joining us is our guest, Corey Castle, actor, wrestler, comedian, all-around great guy. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks,
3: Jess. Thanks a lot, man. You know, let me, let me just give you a little piece of advice from somebody who is a podcaster, myself. Okay. Uh, you say the things first, then you say the name
1: yeah you know I like to trip him up i keep him i keep him guessing keep him no, I'm, guessing. Just I'm, just, I'm just messing around no i <laughs> that's, appreciate that's that, how you that, take that right. take the the fucking strong point behind him get that wrap around with your arm uh, but
3: yeah, thanks so much for having me on dude i i i'm we didn't even we didn't even do anything on the podcast yet. And I'm already having a great time. So.
2: Oh, dude, pleasure is all ours. Yeah, and if you're... Dude, check out this, the Patreon. If you want to check out the fucking hour-plus conversation, we've been chilling and uh, talked about so many great things already, including your film, Bruce, which was awesome. We're going to get to as well.
1: Yeah, we had a little but, uh, viewing of that at the uh, top of our little conversation here. And that was fantastic. Oh, you're going to put that on the Patreon, too? Well, we'll not we'll your, link, film, not we'll your, your film. Not your film.
2: Just the conversation, but we'll link it out. Yeah. Absolutely. We're not trying to get sued by you guys.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> We know you got the big bucks to come after us. So. Well,
2: I, you know, I'd hope the, the, the views go up. So if
3: the views won't go up on the video, if you show the whole video. on the, right,
1: right, right. No, no, sending them straight to the source. So we've, we've been talking a lot um, in terms of like the stuff that you do, you, you're on two different podcasts. Tell us a little bit about uh, those shows. So the, the, the first podcast that I was
3: on, we're, we're, we're in our sixth year, I believe, it's called Rassle Rock, R A S S L E Rock, and it's just it's me, and my friend, my best friend Rick, and uh, Rick Connor. He who he also has a YouTube a YouTube page. That he had. he like shoots and edits all this indie wrestling. So he has like early matches of so many people who are like somebody now, but oh, wow. like Rick has been shooting indie wrestling for like over ten years and editing. So on his YouTube channel, it's like. It's Rick Connery has tons of indie wrestling stuff. I like I know there's like a old Adam Cole match on there, old Drew Gulak matches on there. There's like old old matches of me. Like me when I was really young. So uh, you'll probably find those on YouTube if you're trying to look me up, but none of that is representative of who I actually am right now as a wrestler, because that stuff's bad. Very bad. There it's there's a lot of it and it's not good. <laughs> anyway. But we've been doing uh, Wrestle Rock. We started doing it. He was a student at the Cherry Hill campus of Connecticut School of Broadcasting. So uh, he was like, hey, we have this opportunity to rent out a studio space. So even before that, we started doing a podcast. We were doing a podcast that was just a comedy hangout, kind of like what you guys do. But it was called Pod Trash, where it was me, Rick, and our, our friend Matt Flowers. And it was just us talking about like movies and wrestling and comedy and all this stuff, and then um, then we just kind of like stopped doing it, like our our availability wasn't working out, and we just kind of faded away from doing it. And uh, and then when Rick started going to uh, CSB, he was like, "Hey, I have this opportunity to do a studio space," and we were like, "Yeah, let's do more of a wrestling like like niche," you know. So we started doing we started doing it and We we were able like after we got out of the studio we went to a different studio that wasn't CSB Mm -hmm. so it was an actual like radio studio where we could have like guests come in and it kind of got a little bit easier as far as like the availability because like with with the CSB studio we could only get it like on Saturday mornings or something like that and we're like we can't have guests come in here on Saturday mornings but like with the studio it's more flexible we could do Whatever, and that's kind of what's made like COVID better. Is like we can have more access to guests and and stuff like that. Like, yeah,
1: they're California not doing in Florida. I mean, obviously. they're they're stuck at home. Like, what yeah. else are they doing? Come yep. on, our show.
2: You got yeah. no excuses. So we're writing you. You're gonna come on the show now. That's how we write our messages to the like, guests nowadays. In COVID, yeah.
1: work it's been working <laughs> out.
2: <laughs> Do it every time. We got you, didn't we? We're, aim high, aim higher than me, please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't treat yourself so low, baby. But, <laughs> but,
3: I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the come up. I hope, I hope, I hope I'm on the come up. But anyway, we were doing that for so long, and we like the the limitation was that we had an hour to talk about wrestling. So I'd always be thinking of other things, and I'd want to like talk more like character development and who I actually am. But I knew it didn't fit inside of that. Mix that with the fact that I was listening to some great podcasts that inspired me like WTF with Mark Marin and you made it weird. Pete Holmes, mm-hmm. Duncan Trussell, Family Hour, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, like all those podcasts were kind of inspiring me to, to like kind of do my own thing. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my own thing. And the funny thing was I was a guest on, I was a guest on somebody else's podcast. It was like an internet radio studio that was like around the corner from where I live. And I was like, Hey, how much should they charge you for studio time? And the girl was like, nothing. What do you want to really? start a show? And I was like, yeah, I want to start a show. She's like, what do you want to do with it? And I like kind of explained to her what I had in my mind to start a show. And she's like, perfect. I'll set up for you to meet the guy. And then you guys just start. So like it started where every Monday I was in a radio studio doing my show. But then it, the same thing I was talking about, where there's the limitations of like, you have to nine o'clock on Mondays. That's the only time I can get guests. So yep. like sometimes people couldn't drive to Langhorn to come be a guest on my show. But then when it came to like me doing it from home, it's, it's, uh, it opened up possibilities so that I, I could be joined by more guests. So that was, I started in 2017 doing evolving cory castle and at this point i'm 208 episodes
2: in
1: damn dude that's that's a lot of podcasts a good mark under Hell your belt yeah, there man. yeah man thanks
2: yeah man and i've listened to quite a few of your conversations and they're they're fun man they're you're getting perspectives from people you know you you bring on a greater variety of guests just like we do to pick the minds of like whoever you have on and i've just got to say man giving that perspective to people is very important. It's a cheesy line like Rogan puts out all the time. Is like, when do you get to sit down with somebody for a couple hours and actually sit there and have a conversation and let it take its place wherever it goes? But like, dude, that's so real. Like, and again, if a lot of people are out there living very per- limited perspective lives, like where they're not having these conversations with people. So if they get the eavesdrop to that, that's fucking so valuable.
3: Well, I think the, the, the main perspective for me on that is like, how, how often are you bored? you're never really bored. You can always look at your phone. You can always do something. So like Mm -hmm. how often, how often is it like, well, what's the answer to this thing? Well, I'm going to Google it real quick. There's like a, there's like an itch for every, you know, a scratch for every itch these days, like as soon Mm -hmm. as you get it, let it itch for a minute, let it itch for a minute. So when it comes to having these conversations, you don't really get a whole lot of this with just, people you know what i mean like no. you can't you can't discover the origins of somebody who's barely paying attention to a thing to a thing you're saying mm. or uh you know you, the the difference between the difference between empathy and sort of like apathy is such is such a such a wide wide range that people don't really have empathy anymore because they're so used to being apathetic they're so used mm. to being just like like well this is what life is this is this is what I got to do this is you know like the daily grind of it
1: from the then guests that to make, you've had on have you noticed them like opening up more and showing that more empathetic side on your show just the guests well the the, the thing about it is i think
3: what's most important to me is Uh, Kind of getting friendships from it, like becoming friends with people who like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have ran into you like doing HVAC work. I wouldn't know what your perspective is. I only know the things I know. I don't know beyond that. So why not try to learn beyond that?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And having the willingness to change your mind is a big thing, too. A lot of people get stuck in the way, like you're saying. So like having that that you got to unlock the ability to be able to change as well, you know, which is weird about that.
3: A thing I frequently say is I think that a lot of us are, um, we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. Mm. And the habit that we all find ourselves in is that we are reacting to things. We are in the, 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 in the routine of it. The program is like, I know how to act. I know how to act based off of reacting to what the world is presents itself to me i think enough people are so used to that that not enough people are intentional like they really go out of their way to create their existence so i like to call myself an intentional creator in my existence and i want that to be the attitude to be open to evolving to be open to having a new perspective that i you know i'm
1: I would have known previous. Do you see that taking any sort of uh root in like your comedy? Or do you approach that from a totally different uh angle? Let me let me tell you a funny story.
3: <laughs> so I uh, I I had like stopped doing comedy for a couple months.
2: Mm-hmm. Then
3: when I started my podcast, like my I started like kind of changing my mind about like like perspectives in the world and stuff like that. And I had some bits that were like, I'll, I'll tell you what the bits are. So I had a, I, I was just like, um, the bit was like, I, I said something about, I said like that there was a, there was a, a lion who, who, there was like one of those drive-through safaris and the lion had opened the back door and pulled the kid out and killed the kid. And we didn't hear about that. I don't know where that was, but I don't think it was around here. Because around here, when people see Africans, they lock their doors. <laughs> that, that was the bit I did. And yeah. I and I got off stage and the girl who followed me was like, All right, everybody give it up for everyone up, everyone give it up for racist Game of Thrones. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh
2: my god. Yep. She said that
3: to me. She yeah. said that about me. And I was like, Am I that? Oh, I thought no. it was more evolved. Like somebody just I didn't mean it to sound it was just a play on the, the lion being African. It wasn't a oh man. Like and I started like going back over like, oh I gotta make sure I kinda change my comedy. I don't wanna mm. I don't want it to be misrepresenting me as mm. being something that I'm not. I want it to be exactly who I am. Mm. So I'm a I'm kind of a silly goose. Let me throw some silly gooseness in there. <laughs> so I'm I want to throw the perspectives in, but make sure that I'm not hurting anybody's feelings because it's, it's one thing to make a bunch of people laugh. It's they're laughing with me, not at somebody else. I don't want anyone to laugh at somebody else. I don't want to feel, I don't want to make somebody feel mm-hmm. victimized from, Oh yeah. From it's my...
2: not the goal of comedy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And exactly. that dude, that's evolution again, dude. Like you literally, you, you took the point, you realized you had a limited perspective at a moment. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, oh, it triggered something to change that, you know? I
3: mean, I still think it was a good joke. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> I just, I, I just, I, I just don't want to hurt somebody's feelings with that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, it was a mix of, like, a couple a couple bits that I did that were kind of racially something. It was just, like, because I knew those ones got reactions. mm So Mm. I was hitting, hitting mics and clubs and stuff where people were like not reacting to stuff until I hit them with something that made them react. So I was just trying to get reactions and it was like, Mm. I don't want people to groan at me.
1: Yeah. That's part of that evolution that, that like Mm. taking it and learning from the experience type of thing and not pointing it back and being like, everyone in this room is wrong I'm yeah. I'm the one who's right. I mean, that's yeah. what gets you into a sticky scenario, right?
3: Yeah. Well, the thing I I I use the same aim on, um, on like joke thieves, right? Mm. So mm-hmm. uh, another comic friend was was talking to me about like somebody stealing one of their jokes. I was like, as he was telling me about it, I was like, that joke wasn't even that good anyway. Just write something new. I'm like, yeah, you know what? It doesn't matter if the joke's good or not. I always can write new jokes like that's the way I looked at it. And I was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. if somebody steals one of my jokes, good for you. Hope it does well for you. I got other stuff. My brain's big enough to come up with other jokes. Mm. That same thing we were talking about, like starting a podcast. If, if you do it and you're successful, I'm happy. I'm happy for you and your success. And you know what? If one of my jokes got you successful, cool. If I inspired you and you were successful in some way or the other, then I'll feel like I kind of, I might have accomplished something cool. Like I'm not, I'm not going to wrap up in like, that was my joke. Oh, come back and pay me all the credits.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough claim in that case. I mean, with a podcast, I would say like, it'd be hard for someone to replicate what you do or what Matt and I do. Um, Mm -hmm. When it comes to those, those ideas, it's also a little amorphous in the sense of like, You know, depending how you preface or how you structure the format of that joke, it could be literally the same thing that they're laughing at said with different words. So, like, how – it is definitely a fine line. I see why people get upset about it because, Mm. like, in a sense, it is, like, their intellectual property in a way. Mm. Um, They came up with it. But how many other people are experiencing that same thing? How many New York City comics have – fucking jokes about pigeons being everywhere or something you know i mean there, there's only so many ways you can kind of go with that well i'm very much like
3: i think premises and the idea of jokes are very inceptual mm-hmm. so like a premise you could, might maybe, maybe you stole it but maybe you heard something and you went like And it just filed itself in the back of your head. And you're like, you know what? I can maybe give that a better twist. Mm -hmm. And like later you think of it and you write it down and you think you came up with it when really it was like, maybe it was somebody else's premise.
1: Well, and how many of us are watching and listening to the same things on a daily basis? So, and, and living in the same city and sort of, or same area and having the same sort of perspective on it. At this point, it's almost like whoever gets the tweet out first. Mm. In a lot of cases. Yeah, and I mean, even
2: in our show, for me. So-
1: I only have like 500 <laughs> followers on Twitter. I put lots of jokes on there, and
3: nobody cares. <laughs> what do you plug it? Plug it. Let's get it. Where at, where at Corey it? Castle, C O R Y, K I S T L E. Nice. I do so. I put so many jokes up there, mm-hmm. and nobody follows me, so it doesn't matter. But are, like, you, ha- are you hashtagging? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't want to have to like. I, I don't want to have to like take all these extra steps. It sucks, to to man. Work. It
1: does. It's
2: That's like how people find you though, man. Come on. <laughs> it's
1: it's the it's their rules. We're playing yeah. their we're playing their game. Yeah, I dude. I have been calling I've been calling
3: these rules the algorithm in blues.
1: <laughs> That's a great like, song. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. It's like it's like, bro, I already
3: put out two different podcasts that like nobody's listening to and I already I already put out all this stuff that like maybe nobody cares about, but maybe one person cares about, it. maybe it helps somebody maybe. And I, and I said, this is about my podcast, even like, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to do it until I'm dead. It's mm-hmm. evolving with Corey Castle. So when you stop evolving, you stop living mm-hmm. like, so for sure, I'm going to continue to do it until I'm dead. So if I die and you can go back, let's say, another 40 years to listen to a podcast. You can listen to every episode of a podcast for 40 years. And if you catch something out of that, if in that 40 years, nobody's listening to it and I'm doing it anyway. If after I pass away, people are like, Oh, I wonder what this guy's really like. Go back, listen to the podcast, catch some cool life lessons, catch some cool perspectives, catch some cool ways to change how to redefine what you consider the next level is. Mm. Because maybe the next level isn't about getting more followers. Maybe the next level is about not caring about your followers. Uh, Maybe the next level is uh, not wrapping your value up in something that doesn't have any value.
1: Yeah. No, I I feel you. I I had a conversation with my fiance the other day just in terms of like, I I was saying like, I, I enjoy creating things. I enjoy creating the podcast, making graphics, making funny fucking songs with uh, my my co-host here. And like what I don't enjoy is marketing and advertising because mm-hmm. I know that it's all just fucking brain trickery and that it's all just like hucksters <laughs> trying to, maybe. con. yes, yeah, con men trying to tr- like, trick you into buying shit. It's trying to trick you out of your money into like their pocket, essentially. Uh, so, you, but do do it's necessary you- at some point. Watch Rick and Morty. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
3: It's like it's just slavery with extra steps. Yeah, I
1: mean, <laughs> you blow it up and you follow follow the fucking money. I mean, it, but at the same time, like doing something like a podcast, doing it's it's a weird situation that we're in where, like, yeah, if you don't hashtag, someone might not see your shit. If you don't put out that clickable link to get people looking at it. um you're you're you may not get those and i mean you have a point in terms of like that that does feed into that instant gratification kind of that everyone seems to have
3: i i have to admit something about myself that i don't think i've ever admitted on anything exclusive
2: but uh, (laughs) hey everyone this is steve and this is adam and we're part of the hop nation usa podcast pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search
1: Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. This episode of American Slacker is brought to you in part by Dango Products. Made here in America, they offer wallets, watches, and many other accessories.
2: A couple months ago I ordered my D01 Dapper Pen Wallet and their patented D-Tex, which is amazing. The D-Tex that they've created is a material that is scratch proof, water resistant, and so easy to clean. You know, if you're working out there on the grind, getting your pockets dirty, maybe getting your wallet dirty, this thing will clean up and you can go out in the tux at night and you won't even know the difference.
1: Check out their quality selection of wallets, watches, and other accessories at dangoproducts.com. Use the promo code SLACKER for 10% off your order.
2: Slacker approved.
3: I'm not saying this about myself, but I get the perspective might be or the perception might be that I'm in amazing shape. And I'm good looking, and I'm funny, and all that stuff. I get. that, I that said we said we weren't
2: gonna fucking brag here, dude. Oh. <laughs>
3: I I I I qualified it by saying might. That might be the case. That okay, might,
2: buddy. Okay. Might not big be. old honky. guy. I get it. Okay. All right. So,
3: <laughs> e- either way, I I I have a humongous P. amount F. of self. Oh
2: damn!
1: <laughs> How are you gonna do him dirty like that, man? I'm so a, sorry. <laughs>
3: Uh, I'm pouring my heart out to you being as vulnerable as I could possibly be. And then you just throw your penis
2: at me, (laughs) dude. I didn't mean to throw it at you. It's just, it's out there. All right, dude. People have seen it before.
3: (laughs) Is is it because, because you have underwear with a pee pee hole in it.
2: (laughs) Dude, we were talking about this earlier. Yes. That's an important subject.
3: (laughs) It's a very important subject. (laughs) Anyway, I have, I have a tremendous amount of, uh, what what do i I deserve all the good things that i have Hmm. like am i i without being grateful for all the things that i do have how do i get more and i have a tremendous amount of like have you guys ever heard of like imposter
2: syndrome yeah yeah.
3: imposter syndrome yeah i have that so hard like Mm -hmm. when i go well i'm getting paid to do this oh am i worth the amount of money i'm asking for like that that messes me up man and that I don't know. I'll leave it. And, and they'll be like, Oh, good job, Corey. Here's your money. I'm like, ah, do I even deserve this? Should I take it? Like, I'm like, Whoa, I wasn't as funny as I should have been. I wasn't, I didn't do as much. I didn't get as much laughs as I should have. Like I have that inside of me. And like, when it goes, when it goes like to talking about how smart I might be, I'm like, Oh my, my, I was in special ed from fourth grade up until I graduated high school all the kids in school just called me retard. They threw that word at me real hard. Damn. So uh, I I mixed that with, like, I wore big, thick glasses, and I had stupid hair, and I was skinny fat. So I have body dysmorphia, mixed the body, body dysmorphia with the ADD that put me in sped, then mm-hmm. the abuse from people. So that abuse came through where I'm like, okay, I have all this cool stuff, but, like, do I deserve it? Mm-hmm. And then I have that, like battle back and forth like i think more and more lately i have like nerves and anxiety that i haven't had for a long time but i I for sure am willing to talk about them and evolve through them
2: Mm. well acknowledgement i mean is the big thing man like in in taking that self-registry to understand like what you're going through you know like speaking about it alone is the biggest thing
3: i think that uh I think my community is such a niche community that we're, we're underrepresented. Sure. I think these hunky man bun, funny guys, there's
1: not enough of us represented on TV. I thought you meant uh, wrestler, comedian, podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. None...
3: <laughs> Where are we? I'm the only one.
1: I'm the only one. You'd think my following would it's be you, well. to you. It's you and Zach Amico. Let's let's yeah. give the show. Let's out. be real, dude.
2: That's a big old hunk right there, dude. <laughs> we know he's got a big old peen. So. <laughs> shout out to Zach and Miko. We love yep. you, dude.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: sure, sure. Zach and Miko, love the guy. Love hey, we love you too, dude. Calm down. You don't <laughs> no need to get all hasty over here.
3: <laughs> no, but uh, I'm very I don't know you, you said you listened to you listened to some episodes of my show. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir.
2: What's he doing? What's he doing?
3: Start every episode of the show with the drum.
2: Dude, starting yeah. it out. Yeah. I wondered if that I was thought you, was you were just banging on the mic, dude. I thought you were just like.
3: <laughs> no, the reason I start with this drum is because this is as consistent as I plan to always be. Where <laughs> it's like, I'm going to continue to do the things that I do the way I do them. And maybe no one cares yet, but one day they'll be like, do you hear that drum? This is this is actually, I love actually, the drum, and I'm probably I'm probably misquoting this, but it was something that Conan O'Brien said to Pete Holmes, where it was like, you know, you keep hitting that triangle, like, bing bing bing, and you keep hitting that triangle the way you hit it, and then someone go, do you hear that bing? Do you hear that? That's what, like I feel about oh. my voice and about my message, and I feel like if I just stay consistent with it, and that's why I really took to making sure I schedule my podcasts to come out the same time, the same day, every week. Because it's like part of that cons- that persistence, mm. that that consistent, absolute, like it's go- it's reliable. It's reliable. And it's as reliable as me being exactly who I say I am, which I'm not saying I'm anybody. I'm just saying I'm me. I'm the only me I know how to be. And you're the only me you know how to be. And she's the the best me she knows how to be. Because absolutely everything that you've done in your life you got something out of it. True. So uh, like I can, I can complain like, oh, I've been, I've been given my entire life and business, my life and career and body and like holidays, birthdays, Christmases, like weddings, funerals, miss them all for most of my life because of wanting to pursue the passion. That is my pro wrestling career. And my pro wrestling career has never earned me a dime, but I, I learned a lot of lessons in that. I learned a lot about respect and honor. And I learned a lot about like storytelling. And I learned a lot about uh, character and like people, people's reactions to things like that. That stuff's more valuable sometimes than like wrestling in front of 30,000 people in a, in a stadium and making six figures. Like, yeah, I, 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 I might, you know, I might continue making $10 an hour for the rest of my life. But as long as I'm genuine with my message and consistent with what it is, I hope that that makes other people feel like, oh, as bad as it is, it's not that bad. I can be grateful for all the things that I've got, all the lessons that I've learned, because look what he's been through. I I say all the time dude when I say ADD and the the all the body dysmorphia and all the all the the self worth and imposter syndrome mix that with brain surgery uh mix that with bad eyesight mix that with like any issues that I might have about myself and like you know getting through eating disorder and getting through all that stuff just to then still be like, you know what, all these positive things that can come out of all of that, all the lessons that can come out of all of that and all the, all the fun times and all the dumb jokes and all like, like just the silly gooseness that can come out of all of that. And, and still it's when I, when I talk about any of it, I always go, it's still just the beginning. Mm. It's still just the beginning. Because when I talk about my life, and I do not talk about anybody's life. And if you hear my podcast evolving with Corey Castle, you hear me talk about this a million times. Let's say, your your timeline, birth to death. Let's say ideally, one hundred years. Mm-hmm. Here's 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 where you're born. Here's where you die. Okay, you have you have a relationship that lasts ten years and it ends terribly. That's still just a little blip. You Small know what fraction. I mean? It's not that not not that you still got all this other life to live. You got mm. all this other life. So. I feel like I, I have said this tons of times when someone talks to me about something and then they, they describe it as something that ruined their life. I'm like it ruined what your idea of life is. You still have plenty of life. It idea, it, it ruined an
1: idea, but it didn't ruin your life. Your life isn't ruined until it's over. You got plenty of life left. Yeah. I mean that hyperbole can leak into the actual, you know, reality of how people think I, you know, I think too. Saying, like, my you know, if you say your life is ruined, then like you're almost subjecting yourself to that as well. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the mindset, man, creates the pain, really. Not
1: so that think, you can think your way out of like getting caught by jigsaw and being put in a saw movie or something, but like, <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> but like I if you get people, a fender like, bender, you know, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not, yeah. I, I, me.
3: I say the <laughs> this is this is gonna sound pretty far fetched, but. When somebody says to me like, oh, it's just my luck that this happened and like, oh yeah, of course it went shitty because everything always goes shitty for me. Like you're used to that mindset and exactly what you think is what's going to happen. You're expecting that result. So if you don't expect that shit result, you're not going to get that shit result. Like if you expect fun, you expect good and you expect like
2: you,
3: you expect, you expect nothing but continuing to be a deliberate creator in your existence you're also being a deliberate creator in the bad stuff yeah you gotta, you gotta like take yourself out of that take yourself out of that victim role because you're a victim to bad luck that means the force is outside of you the bad luck is you the bad luck is in your head yeah it's
1: not in, it's not in like oh well of course this happens that kind of stuff always happens to me like those are the things you're noticing as right. well i'm sure it's it's kind of the mindset of like if i tell you you're going to see a cheetah today and uh, like does it make me a psychic if you go and see a cheetah no it's probably just cuz you're primed to kind of you know it's pattern. see that it's a yeah. pattern we're all used to living in the,
3: this program that we're going to see what we expect to see mm-hmm. because we saw it yesterday yep we saw mm-hmm. it yesterday so of course we're going to see it today it's like zoom out of it and go you know what this has been a pattern. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I can do something to change this. True. Oh, yeah. This is saying, I say all the time, not just on my podcast. I say it everyday life. I, I, I picture it like, uh, like a, a, like a wheel game, like wheel of fortune. Hmm. Right. But I call it the accountability wheel. Each one of those lines has something that you can blame for what your problems is. And your name on that accountability wheel is thinner than all the other things. <laughs> You spin that accountability wheel, and if it doesn't land on your name, continue to spin it. Because and <laughs> blame, the reason for all blame
1: absolutely everyone till you land on you?
3: Yeah. You, yeah.
1: Cause, that's cause a fucked sure. up version of Wheel of Fortune, man. <laughs> yeah. It's accountability wheel of fortune. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's winning except you. There's no
2: fucking Savannah White, damn it, dude. <laughs> This is lame.
1: <laughs> oh, no, speaking of games, we, we have two games. That, oh yeah, that we were oh, yeah. interested let's, in playing with I'm you sure. here. Um, Matt, which one should we start off with? Start off with uh
2: the first the one you created.
1: The one I created. Okay. Yeah. So um this one we're gonna call Wrestler or Castle. All right. Uh, since you are a wrestler and your last name's Castle, we thought you might be you know pretty good at picking out. I might be the most Either qualified. Or. Yeah, the, we figured you're the guy. We figured, yeah. So I'm gonna zoom in as much as I can onto a picture that I pulled off the internet, and you're gonna tell me whether or not are they all is... pictures of me? No, no, no. could be, but maybe. <laughs> that would be stupid. Could be. Maybe I lied. <laughs> all right, maybe. So I'm gonna share my screen here. I don't want to give it away because I did name the files, so I can tell you. What they are. Okay. That is your logo for your show. Perfect. That's what you should be seeing. <laughs> nailed so, it. <laughs> nailed it. You got that first one. So so here you go. This is your Ooh. first one. Ooh. Very pixelated. It's an, old, so nice. it's an old picture. It's not an old wooden ship.
2: Oh. I got an assumption, but I don't know. So uh,
1: what what do you believe that this I'm gonna is?
3: guess. This is only based on the colors. Okay. The, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The wide spectrum of colors that it's a, a wrestler.
1: Okay. Okay. Let's, let's see. You're right. Oh,
2: baby. We were talking about botches earlier. This is the one that I was <laughs> referring shock to. You.
1: Dude,
2: he's gonna shock it, baby.
1: This is the shock master, <laughs> man. This... You wanna you wanna talk a little or or Corey? Oh
2: man. Corey can yeah, Corey knows the story, so he can get it. Okay.
3: I love this guy. the man (laughs) this man fred obin his name's fred obin yep uh i in the business everyone calls him uncle fred because he's (laughs) actually he's actually married into the rhodes family his his uh ex-wife was dusty rhodes sister yep so um he the whole the whole thing, and you'll probably hear you probably might have heard the story. Dusty Rhodes tells it on like the Legends Roundtable, where he says, "Oh, whoa, is that Uncle Fred?" Like falling through the wall. But the thing is, like I like I had an amazing amazing conversation. Well, it was a, a documentary that I was working on where we had a sit down interview with Fred Ottman, and he said some amazing things on it. And the things that stand out the most to me, or he said, he said. If anybody guarantees you anything in this life, they're more full of shit than a Christmas turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I, like this, like, I bring that with me everywhere I go. And he did it go. in a Macho Man Randy Savage impression. Because he said <laughs> that Macho Man said that to him on his first day of the WWF.
1: Oh, Some, macho-, Some <laughs> macho Man fucking advice for life there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> anybody guarantees you anything
1: in this business? They're more full of shit than a Christmas turkey. Well, oh, let's yeah. see if you can tell whether or not I'm full of shit with this next one. All right. Tell me whether or not this. Careful there. Is this a castle or a wrestler? Ooh.
3: Mm. It looks like a like a Minecraft.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna say White Castle.
1: You're gonna say White Castle. This is a White Castle. This is a White Castle <laughs> Nyak. New Jersey um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's also a wrestler because
3: that seems like a skin tone to me all right well
1: I tricked you uh,
3: looking oh, at, uh, you're looking at
1: Alhambra in Spain skin colored castle that's beautiful yeah the sun was really? kind of reflecting off the uh, brownstone there uh, uh, <laughs> all right you know much I'm, about one and one Alhambra <laughs> do you, any stories about Alhambra
3: uh, the ECW Arena from like 2004 to like 2006 was named the new Alhambra Arena. They like wow. changed the name of the building. What the fuck? And, and and no one knew what the fuck it meant and why they changed it. Like, why not just continue to call it Viking Hall? It was like this guy owned it and like changed the name of it. And he like, I don't know if you guys know the the building ECW Arena in South Philly. If. Phil, yeah, all it right. was called viking hall for like 40 years mm-hmm. like that's where the mummers the vikings uh the south philly you know the mummers day parade like the new year's day mummers in philly mm-hmm. it's like these guys all get these costumes and they practice a like a dance routine and playing mm-hmm. instruments and stuff so the, the one group is called the vikings and they would use that building the 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 uh 2300 Street. It was on the corner of Swanson-Rittner in South Philadelphia. Huh. And now, the name of the building is 2300 Arena. But for a while, for some damn reason, it was <laughs> called the, the New Alhambra Arena. And I have no idea Interesting. Why. I
1: didn't expect that. that, that was yeah,
2: never expected that. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> you are full of surprises, sir. All right, let's see if you can get this next one. You didn't think I'd have a story for Alhambra. No, did I didn't. You got me on that. I don't want to show you the name of the thing. There we go. This is this is a castle, Frank Castle,
2: also that known as... It looks like a Pokemon
1: ball. <laughs> yeah, this one's a colorful one. doesn't look like uh, a ball. What, what do, do you say? That's a castle. At? Say that's a castle? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. That is Hulkamania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. What you going to do now, brother? What you going to do now, brother? <laughs> It could have been a banner. It could have right. been a banner on a castle. He's like, oh my God, it's like oh. <laughs>
3: Say your prayers and take
1: your vitamins.
3: And that that was our name was Logan. So that was when his catchphrase turned to, uh, uh, Say your prayers and uh, take
1: your Metamucil. Stay regular. (laughs) Hey, Pepto-Bismol. I think that's what he finished (laughs) it with, right? He's like, like, nausea, heartburn,
3: indigestion, (laughs) upset stomach, diarrhea. (laughs) You know, I can see
1: him doing those now. (laughs) Yeah, brother.
0: Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, including CEOs of businesses, psychologists, authors, musicians, travellers, people suffering with physical and mental illnesses, and everyone in between. Where we speak about a large variety of topics, including music and movies and pop culture, but also some more controversial topics including drug reform, political correctness, and many more. No subject is off-limits. You can find us in all the usual podcast places including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, as well as on YouTube and you can follow us in all the usual social media places. And to be clear I don't expect everyone listening to enjoy every episode of my show. What I do think is that due to the wide variety of guests and topics, that there'll be at least one episode that each person listening will enjoy. So if you still appreciate the art of conversation and want to hear honest conversations with interesting people, then be sure to check out Genuine Chit Chat in all the usual places
2: this episode is brought to you in part by hemp-cbd.com
1: hemp-cbd was founded in albuquerque new mexico with the mission to provide the best products in the industry hemp-cbd has created a one-stop shop for tons of cbd products such as tinctures edibles topicals, pre-rolls, vape, and pet products. The products carried by
2: Hemp-CBD are sourced from an organic hemp that's grown in the United States, lab-tested, and consists of CBD isolate, which is the purest form of CBD. This testing ensures that their products contain CBD and no other cannabinoids like THC.
1: Head over to hemp-cbd.com and use promo code SLACKER for a 20% discount at checkout.
2: That's hemp-cbd.com. Promo code Slacker. Alright,
1: let's let's get another one going here. I'm gonna zoom in. This this'll this will be a fun one. All right. Minimize it a little bit here.
2: That's a person. Uh, that's a nipple. Here. 100 percent a nipple.
1: Is that that's what you're <laughs> saying?
2: <laughs> that might be a chode I don't know
3: Bro, you know, I'm scared I'm scared of seeing what it is
1: <laughs> So what's your guess?
3: It might be something I don't want to see <laughs> uh, I'm Girl, guess baby
2: The wrestler
3: No, 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 Castle No, it's a wrestler
2: oh, <laughs> No wonder it. you couldn't see it Oh, that was what I was
3: going to say That same joke
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're looking it's at John, John Cena's Cena. nipple that's, that's exactly what that was We'll we'll take your first guess on that. I was I sit on stage the, the other changer. night. I was like,
3: "Any you guys, wrestling fans?" And like, somebody said something, and I was like, "Who's your favorite wrestler?" And I was like, "Some, some," and I was like, "I I made some dumb joke about John Cena," and I forget what it was. Damn it, I I almost I almost got another laugh out of that. Tried to squeeze another laugh out of that here on the <laughs>
2: podcast. Try to churn it too much, but man. I,
3: but I bombed. <laughs> I went to the well one too many
1: times. <laughs> All right, we got we got three more here for you. Well, more like unwell. <laughs> what are we looking at here? Is this that's a wrestler a, or a castle? That's a castle, bro. I think you know because this is a castle. This is Edinburgh <laughs> no Castle that. No in Scotland. That. Yeah, that dude. one looks looks like a Bruce Manor or Wayne okay. Manor. Yeah. <laughs> give
2: us a story on this now.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> anything for Scotland?
2: Edinburgh uh
1: so you
2: wrestled the man say, once there in the corridor i'm gonna say no Damn. um
3: but oh wait you know what let me think about it let me think about it because uh when i think of edinburgh i think of kevin smith because um i i used to be before podcasts were a thing i used to listen to tons of like directors commentary and and uh kevin smith had a. He had DVDs out called, like, An Evening with Kevin Smith. Do you guys mm. remember this? Oh, yeah. And one of them was from Edinburgh. And uh, – Festival. The pronunciation of Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. And, and then they did a thing where he was like, what is – he said, what is your favorite thing to say, like, to paraphrase, like, let's have sex. And then some lady screamed from the crowd, can I have a portion –
1: <laughs> Not the whole thing She's
3: gonna have a portion of your Just a portion and, Just a tip, Just and, a tip. And, and Jason Muse was there And He said his favorite thing for it Which I've been using since And this is probably like early 2000s But he said Yo girl let me get up in them guts Oh I'll be- <laughs> <laughs>
1: That
2: sounds like Muse.
3: <laughs> so Jason Mewes gave me the Yo, girl, let me get up in them guts thing There you go
1: Alright, we got two more here for you
2: mm. Boom What's this looking That's like? Nutsack, 100% So
1: a wrestler or is this a castle?
2: Dude
3: I think it's a wrestler But I can't guess who
2: Hold on I got nothing
1: we're going castle. Ooh. Oh, that's beautiful. Look at that. That's brand castle in Romania. Oh, Romania. Okay. That's like something out of a fucking Disney movie.
2: Yeah. Dude. Right there. This looks like a painting.
1: Any Romanian wrestlers come to mind? Uh, Roman Reigns.
2: Oh, no, he is not. He is he's he's not a, Romanian, but he's, <laughs> he's
1: related to Roman. the
2: rock actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yokozuna uh, as well. I, uh, I
3: actually, I actually got offered Like, I think somebody was messaging me to, like, come wrestle in Romania once. And they were like, well, we got these shows. And then they, like, sent me matches to watch. Because, like, anytime anybody says, like, hey, come wrestle here, I go, like, what is the place like? I want to know what kind of talent they got. I want to know what their setup looks like. Because, like, I don't want to be another one of your, like, blob dudes. Mm. Like, I, I, I take a lot of like, I take a lot of pride in my appearance and like the, 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 the fact that I look like a professional at what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I make sure I have custom made gear that only I'll have. I can't show up to a show and have other people wearing the same kind of stuff as me because I'm not getting my gear the same place everybody else is getting their gear. I'm getting mine, my stuff custom made to me. Mm-hmm. So it for sure has my logos on it It has my name on it Because I can't ever run in At a show and have somebody else wearing the same stuff as me Not only that but I, I always say um, As far like I remember being at a show I remember being at a show And this is probably um, My guess is probably like 2009 or 10 It was a long time ago mm-hmm. and, and a girl said to me How come on this show you're the only one that's wearing tights, and I was like, because I must be the only one here who's proud of being a wrestler,
2: <laughs> were they wearing tap out shorts yeah, a lot of people were wearing like
3: uh, like basketball shorts or tap out yep. shorts or or jeans mm. or and 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 I always say like the 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 weird part about it is like anybody can kind of say they're a wrestler, but when it comes to like the amount of effort that you put into it, when it comes to the amount of passion that you put into doing this, like your passion doesn't only go to the fact that like you learned how to be a wrestler. You got to look like a wrestler too. So Mm -hmm. like I keep my body the way it is. I keep my gear the way it is. Like, so when I get sent something and they go, Hey, come work for us. I want to know if it's an environment that have people who are also into this as much as I'm into it. Because if they're not we're all going to together make the business look bad yeah yeah because my, my idea is anybody who comes to my show and, and I I adopted this to pro not I adapted this to comedy from pro wrestling hmm. I feel like anybody and I, and for my podcast as well anybody who's ever hearing me on the podcast or seeing me wrestle mm-hmm. already has an idea of what it's going to be like going into it so if they've never been to a wrestling show they're like already uh wrestling's dumb, wrestling's fake, it's bullshit, I don't like it. And then I change their mind. Hmm. Based off hmm. of my pride I have for this. My preparation that I've gone into this with. My hmm. storytelling, all of that, my the 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 commitment that I have to it. Yeah. With with the with the the, the any podcast that I'm on or any podcast that I'm that's my podcast that people are listening to. They're like, okay, this guy's a, a pro wrestler, an actor, and he, he must be some meathead. Like he must be some meathead, like, Oh, just some, some muscle dude who like, uh, you know, they already have their ideas of it. And then as it goes along, then maybe they're like, well, wow, this is
1: different than I thought it was going to be.
3: And like, that's with anything. That's with anything at all. It's oh yeah,
1: always, I mean that's know, the whole don't, "don't judge a book by its cover" type of thing. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I got I got one last one for you here. So this one's this one's for all the all the biscuits. You are ready for it?
2: Definitely sounds like a photo of a nut sack. But...
3: That's an eye of a person.
1: It's an eye. So you're saying wrestler? Ooh. Yeah. It's not a castle. That's a wrestler. Maybe the best wrestler of all time. Mr. Rogers, <laughs> what? How did he get in so, there?
2: You son of a bitch!
1: He He's threw a switch hitter. He's been I'm wrestling with America's youth, trying to give them what a wonderful day in the education. neighborhood. Get them, get them learning their manners, being a good neighbor. You never
2: saw really, that episode where really he body slammed Hulk?
3: He had a really botched WCW debut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> he fell from the rafters. <laughs> Uh, the
1: oh god, the be- best wrestler of all time, in oh my god,
2: opinion. Mr. Rogers, man, still <laughs> wrestling with the hearts of Americans today, <laughs> dude.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope you liked but, uh, wrestling or wrestler or castle, dude. Uh-huh. I, I have to say, did you see the Tom Hanks movie where he played Mr. Rogers? Not yet, yes. actually. I've been meaning that. to see it,
2: yeah. Don't it's really good, don't, don't. I liked don't it because I'm a Mr. Rogers nerd. Stop, man. It's How dare you?
3: Awful, it is. <sighs> As lots of wrestlers will say this word, and you might hear this phrase, it was the drizzling shits. And it was (laughs) not about Mr. Rogers at all. It was about some guy who was a writer for Esquire magazine who happened to run into Mr. Rogers a couple times.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, true. I mean, the better thing to watch would be the documentary that came out. Yes, the documentary to me. My neighbor Mm. is like a really good documentary about a guy who was a kid and grew up next to Mr. Rogers in his vacation home. So he got to see Mr. Rogers as part of his life like we saw oh, on TV. Like he yeah, was he was that dude in real life. It would life. be less like,
3: relatable for him to be like it's a beautiful day in the vacation neighborhood.
1: <laughs> my vacation Of course home. you're only there for like a month. Dude, yeah. Mr.
2: Rogers was catching waves on a surfboard, dude.
1: <laughs> I mean, the I heard the extended cut of the Tom Hanks version was pretty good with the 40 minute scene where he's putting his shoes on.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> God, we got another game coming up here, and this is my idea here. Oh, yeah, (laughs) some promos here. It's time for Corey. I've given you a list, let's pull it up again and let's list it out for the audio listeners here. But we're gonna have Corey cut a promo against one of these characters that we've listed.
1: Yeah, we uh brainstormed earlier, we showed it to you, we'll show it to you and the audience here so that they can get an idea of. Who you might be calling out, and and for the non wrestlers among us, what what exactly is this, Matt? Dude, we're talking about a promo, the
2: psychology of wrestling, adding the fucking salt and pepper to the whole story. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna initiate a whole fucking feud between Corey and one of these what eight people?
1: Yeah well uh, two, i
2: mean really nine because one's a two for one but sure. so we're we listening for the people or are we just gonna like figure it out who no he's well, I,
1: I figured he could just go in we'll surprise him okay, he's calling okay i'm not out. even
2: gonna tell you who potentially he could be but one of the candidates Corey's about to cut a promo on all right
3: sir. let me let me absolutely tell you this one thing brother there can only be one bruce and that bruce is me that Bruce is me! Listen here! You sell out Bruce Willis! I saw your damn commercial! You carrying a car battery through ductwork! That's my territory! I do the ductwork! You don't do the ductwork! That's unrelatable! You ain't never seen a day of work since the 1970s, brother! I put on those boots and I stretch mofos like you all the time.
1: Oh.
0: Bruce Willis, what you going to do for Corey Castle and the real Bruce runs wild on you?
2: Jesus, dude. Jesus.
1: Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely
2: beautiful, dude. If you have half the passion of that wrestling, dude, you're going to be a fucking star. That is crazy.
1: <laughs> I hope Bruce Willis is shaking in his boots right now. Dude,
2: he should be, dude. Surrounded by car hard.
1: batteries like a protective barrier. I'm, I'm going to say this on the record because... I.
3: These people, some of these people might hear this stuff, and most people probably won't.
2: Hey, Bruce Willis, F you, dude. Well, dude, Eat
3: Demi
1: shit.
2: listens every week, so you better be yeah, careful. Yeah. You
1: know, he's you our know. $5 patron.
3: <laughs> hey, hey, Bruce Willis, I got a little message for you. Fuck you.
2: Oh, dude, that was wow, bro. He brought the promo over the edge, not family friendly, and outside
1: of the character.
2: Jesus.
1: Well, Wow. Well,
3: uh, <laughs> I did I did read about I did read about Bruce Willis in Kevin Smith's book. Mm. I, I don't know if you guys have picked it up or not in the last couple hours of conversation we've been having. I'm a big <laughs> Kevin Smith fan.
2: So as uh, are we. Oh, we love them.
3: So you would have thought I would have brought up Jay and Bob and taken them because they were a list they were on the
1: list. But uh, <laughs> what would, uh what would Bruce instead? I actually ran into Kevin Smith one time in an airport. It was, uh, he was, I was was, was, walking past me. little carts they give you. Yeah. (laughs) It it just ran right into him. No, Uh, I was walking past him. And of course my fiance played it cool myself. I, as soon as I recognized him, lost all function to my body and just yelled Kevin Smith (laughs) (laughs) and pointed pointed at him. He had earbuds (laughs) in and he popped him off as he walked past me. And he was like, Hi, <laughs> like, I'm catching a fucking flight, bro. And I was no, he didn't say that. He was like, "How's it going?" I'm, I'm, I gotta go. And I was like, "I, I love you," or something. Like, I don't know what.
2: <laughs> I, like, I, I love you.
1: I don't I'm know like, what I muttered, but I made a, f- a complete fool of myself.
2: I'd probably be the same. I'm not gonna lie. I,
1: uh,
3: me, me and my, me and my best friend Rick, the co-host of Wrestle Rock with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and I were um, we went to James I'm, and Bob secret stash nice in red bank new jersey nice
2: i always want to go there yeah Uh,
3: for the they did an episode of comic book men where it was like they were trying to get a guinness guinness world records for the most jay and silent bob cosplayers oh wow and uh we we went to that it was like (laughs) me me and my girl at the time and him and his wife at the time and uh, we we both were we were jay and silent bob and they were both jay and silent bob who was who though uh i was jay and he was silent bob
2: Nice. Did you make it on the episode and any of the uh back cuts at all? Like like the far background. Like it's <laughs> not, okay, okay. Not not, not like comic Rose book before. man. Right. All those guys. It's
3: it's on my IMDB credits because yeah. like
2: listen to their podcast on You're not
3: gonna not put it on your IMDB credits if you were there and have an IMDB page,
2: right? Dude, why not? Dude, you were lingering somewhere in there in the background and, distance. And uh look at that hunky guy, bro. Look at who's that? Oh, that's that's Corey fucking Castle, bro. Corey the Evolution Castle.
3: <laughs> I, I have a, I I made a friend there, man. I met I met this dude Zach, real badass dude. We like went to some concerts together and stuff. A, stay open to meeting friends. It's funny, oh, man. Dude. And and oh, yeah. and I and I hope you know I hope that some of this stuff uh, resonates a little bit more and kind of goes inside. Like you can. You can take some of these lessons and use them for yourself, apply them to, the, to yourself. And even if it's to the point where you completely say it word for word, what I say, as long as you take the, the, the real message out of it. Like I, I always say, <clears throat> when I was a kid, the first thing I ever wanted to be when I was a kid was a comedian. I always wanted to be a comedian and I always wanted to be a pro wrestler. I didn't know I wanted to be a podcaster yet because that didn't exist yet. Now I this is why I say, you don't always know what you want until what you want finds you.
1: Hmm.
3: But you, you it's not going to find you if you don't you know what I mean? if, if if you don't know, if you don't find you first. Yeah,
1: yeah. if you don't find you first, what you're looking for and what you want won't find you first. It's a definitely a good lesson to to leave the show on here. Yeah. Are there are there any plugs that you want to do? I know we got we got shows and Twitter and Instagram and all that fun stuff. Uh
3: you know, just follow me on social media. Uh I have a a thing going where you you, you know my girlfriend, Carly Gwen. Uh she she gives me a hard time for not posting enough on Instagram. So I've said every Every day in December, I'm gonna actually post something because I would go weeks without posting anything. Same thing I was saying to you earlier was like, was like I don't want to have to do all these extra steps. Yep. Like I want people to kind of digest what I'm saying without me having to like, like sugarcoat it and like force it water down or- water down the the sincerity of it. So mm-hmm. when it comes to like plugs and things like that, I I kind of I kind of feel like. That's there's a, a little bit of insincerity to it, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so every every day in December, I'm posting a, a new picture of myself.
2: Okay, oh, okay. Hope, nice, hope, man. Uh,
3: at, on my Instagram, which is at Corey Castle, C-O-R-Y-K-A-S-T-L-E. And uh, on Twitter, you can follow me for tons of f- stupid jokes and goofy goofness. And uh, <laughs> honestly, I think... Staying genuine in what your message is is really like stay exactly who you are uh, side on side on on compassion and kindness and love and and getting getting the absolute best out of something like i I feel like anything that's in opposed to kindness and love and understanding and acceptance is like something maybe you should dissect it or like kind of zoom out of it and be like, you know, there's a lot of hate here. Like, hate shouldn't be here. Even if it is, even if you go like, oh, hate has no home here. On A sign on your front step that says, hate has no home here. And then you go, I hate Republicans. I hate Donald Trump. Like, you're doing exactly what you're saying you don't do. So be big enough in who you are to zoom out of it and have it be like, Oh, maybe, maybe it's, not, it's not as black and white as I thought it was. Maybe it's not as dualistic. There is more than just two ways to do everything. You know, the, it, it's funny. Like, um, like, everything, like, all religions, like, all over the world, religions, there's always been a trinity. There's always been three things. So when you go, oh, this is wrong, this is right. Well, there's something right in the middle there that we're forgetting about. So open yourself up to finding what that third way is, that middle way. Find out that, you know, you, you might not be all the way right. You might not want to die on a hill for something that, that maybe isn't all the way right.
2: Words <laughs> of wisdom, power, and love from Corey Castle, man. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. This has Thanks, been fucking glorious. Love your perspectives, man. We'll definitely do this again and uh, real quick before we get out of here don't forget to subscribe to that Patreon if you're fucking curious for a little more Corey Castle on the pod uh, check me out MWG Media on Instagram and Matty G from HP on Xbox Live I forgot my tag for a second but still catch these goddamn mittens please
1: and I'm at everything on Landers the Plane thanks again man <laughs> thanks Jess thanks Matt <laughs> take care love you dude till next time that's it there you go
2: we're smoking this we passing them pass. yeah. I'm mapping America, America.
3: I'm, slacking I'm slacking America. We America. We America. We're America. America. We're America. This is America. We're America.
1: This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to americanslackerpodcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify,
0: Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and
1: links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute.
3: Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passes. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Where you gotta go
0: and acting savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all of my slip, falling like dominoes, bitch. Stuck in my
3: ways, fucking high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. we smoking America, We're smoking America. We're passing America. We pass I'm, pass I'm, pass. I'm mapping America, in America. I'm America. I'm slacking America, America. We choking America. We're America, America. We blazing America. We're America. This is fucking America, America. We're slacking America. We're slacking America.
2: Everybody's got me wanting to try the big I've never had a big in my life.
1: Yo. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me mic tell you. The McRib, you've had it.
2: In our school lunch?
1: <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what it looks like. But I'm like, everybody's talking it up. And I'm like, I feel like I got to have one.